from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. You know, this has been a really good Fresh Fridays in Ursula. I'm telling you, the vibe is right. This is your first Fresh Fridays in a minute. So it's rocking. I'm telling you, the vibe of the show. My man Roger in the UP text in was like, you know what? Gee, the vibe is popping today. And you know what? Today, I feel a little rusty. Like, this is what I should have felt on Tuesday after having been gone for a month. That's how I'm feeling today. You feel rusty? You you sound good. No. (laughs) I always think of what I really should have said, like, about two minutes afterward. That's where Uh, I'm at today. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those days where like, oh, it finally came to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh Mm Uh-huh. All right. Well, it's good to have you back on the Fresh Fridays. Thank you. And I know you're emphasizing that S because, you know, I love it so much. (laughs) All right. Uh, Coming up at 1130, uh, Mickey Gomez is going to join us to talk about, you ready? (laughs) The light rail and the headaches we get from it. Well, a lot of people are very frustrated this week. I mean, that means they're ever... I mean, when well, we, especially when we bring up light rail, do we bring it up? Is it usually some like, let me tell you what happened great with the light rail <laughs> uh, on occasion, but not now. Not most of the time. All right. Well, let's have some fun, Ursula. Maybe you can get all charged back up with a okay. little pillow okay. fighting. Agree to disagree. Brought to you by Garden Roofing and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it. Should people in prison? be allowed to vote and serve on juries. G had to come back to this one. Representative Tara Simmons brought this bill forward in Olympia. She is the first formerly incarcerated member of the legislature. And her bill would allow anyone who is in state prison to vote or serve on a jury. The only disqualifier would be prisoners who committed crimes punishable by death would not be able to vote. Your thoughts on this, sir? Uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, they should to be. Both. Yes, they should be able to get in there and vote and or serve on some juries. I think there should be an opportunity. I think you take it on a case by case basis. One of the things is you cannot be on the you can't be on death row being able to do these things. But I do believe that there are someone that's incarcerated that should be able to have this opportunity. The one last point I'll make about those that are incarcerated. I think as a society. We automatically deem people that are incarcerated, that are in jail. We look at them as like, oh, my goodness, with like the, you know, they shouldn't have anything. But if you were to have a family member, a son, a daughter, a loved one, a father, mother, and your person, that loved one is incarcerated and in jail, I guarantee you, I, would, I wonder if you have the same thoughts of them not being able to do certain things. So I just wanted to bring that up. So my answer is yes. And my answer is still no, but maybe a more qualified no, but it is still a no. And, and the reason I say that is because while I think that uh, someone being in prison, in, in prison would I- imply generally that it would might be a more serious crime that was committed um i feel like part of it should be rehabilitation but a a big part of it is your punishment and to me one of the biggest things that i appreciate most is my ability to vote 
to me, I have yet to even get a chance to serve on a jury. I would love to be able to serve on a jury. I know that's not a popular opinion, but I would love that. Um, And I think that if you are incarcerated and you are paying the price of having done something wrong, then uh, one of the things that I, I think you should lose a privilege is is when it comes to voting. Sure. I'm really on the fence with this. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with the voting. I think there's like 13,000 people in the state that this would apply to. So I don't think this is a, a voting block or electorate that is going to swing elections in Washington state from the people that testified. Basically, they were saying, uh, you know, I, I felt disenfranchised. I still don't feel like a part of my community not being able to vote. Um, I should be able to participate. My thoughts still matter, etc. I'm still a citizen of this state. And, and I can agree with that. I'm fine with that. I don't I don't think there's a danger in letting people in jail vote. But serving on the jury gets a little stickier for me. So, uh, one, there is the issue of how comfortable are regular jury members who are already having a hard time uh, being found to serve on juries? How comfortable are they going to be sitting next to someone that they know is potentially a felon? Because that's going to come up in the jury questioning. They're going to know exactly who the convicts are uh, on that jury pool. On the other hand, perhaps it would be a good chance for some societal mixing and regular folks would actually spend time with people who are in jail and be like, oh, you know what? I spent uh, two weeks on a jury serving with Brian and Brian's in there for two years on armed robbery. But I would tell you what, you'd never know it from talking to the guy. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, just having gone through that jury selection process Mm -hmm. and again, practically begged to get on a jury uh, and my disqualifying things would be I'm a member of the media and I'm married to a prosecuting attorney. So I'm eliminated. I'm going to guess that if you are incarcerated, it's going to be hard for you to be seated on a jury unless it's like a civil case or, or well you or, only or, have a certain number of uh, strikes that you can throw as as a as an attorney right so ju- generally it's like two or three this person i'm saying heck no to and then you're out um, on the other hand couldn't this solve a lot of our jury pool issues because we it's nearly impossible to seat juries these days we've largely seated jury trials to plea bargaining out cases yeah. which lets people out of jail earlier in many many circumstances yeah. we could have more jury trials but and one of the big reasons that it's so hard to seat a jury too is um have you seen how much they pay you to serve on a jury <laughs> They're trying Not to, even enough for they're, lunch. They're trying to up that here pretty soon, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, Seriously? I, I, yeah, yeah, they are. That's, a, that's uh, such a no-brainer. Well, well, before we move on, how are we as a society when someone is, says they've been to prison? Are we getting better? I think so. It also depends on what they've... If they've served their time in prison and they've learned their lesson while in prison and they uh, let's just so say I'm going to say yes let's say the let's say the prison sentence has nothing to do with any physical uh, bodily harm to anyone else yeah. anything some of the most impressive people we've had on this show would you not agree have been people who've said they served time yeah. and they turned their lives around and and now are doing great in society. And I, I believe in a person's chance to redeem themselves. Absolutely. And I think rehabilitation is a big part of sentencing. But mm. I also believe that punishment is a big part of it, too. Yeah, I, th- I believe punishment is fine. But I just think so many um, 
people that have been to prison before are underemployed today, are underhoused today. We have a huge problem in our society. You mean to tell me someone that sold drugs at 18, 19 years old, he gets that felony, and you mean for the rest of their life they are going to be underemployed and underhoused? Wow. I, I don't I know. Not. I don't know how much better we've gotten. I mean, to be like, we've had several listeners who've reached out on the text line and say, hey, you know, I'm a I'm a former felon. I was convicted of a felony. And, and as soon as they wrote it, two thoughts hit my brain. And the first was, wow, that's brave. And oh, wow, really? Like my opinion of that person just immediately reflexively changed in like I can I can get myself back to not judging that person, but I think that we look at people who are in jail or were in jail the same way that we would look at someone who told us, I used to do sex work. It's like something that you can't unsee about them, and it always puts a little question mark in your brain as far as, oh, what's the character of this person? Were they scarred? What did they do? What yeah. was their exp- And that is another reason why it. you should avoid getting in trouble and going to prison. There's a lot of people. Sorry. I'm just going to. I mean, that would be another disincentive. Tell the GOP that. But go ahead. All right. On another note, it is a dry January for many folks. I don't know how many articles I've read recently about the rise of mocktail culture. And just this morning, the News Tribune reports on a local coffee shop that moonlights as a dry speakeasy. In addition to Java, Soulberry Coffee Roasters offers a range of non-alcoholic drinks, zero-proof spirits, non-alcoholic wines, other craft beverages, and, and gee, uh, often I will see the mocktails listed on a restaurant menu or a bar menu. And the, the, the number next to it is a little bit of a problem for me because a lot of times the mocktails are about the same price as a regular cocktail. Do you think they should be roughly the same? A uh, little bit under. Because they got bills to play, pay, too. Sure. We can't have you just coming in here and buying a $2 soda or a $2 mocktail and you just taking up space, right? You got to be able to pay for that. Those servers need to make money. The bartenders need to make money. Those in the back needs to make money. They are in there to do a business. If you want to do a cheaper mocktail, stay your butt at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> but as far as, uh, as as far as the mocktail is concerned, as I'm, look here, I, I want to use my time to humble brag right now. It's been since October since I've had a sip of alcohol i am loving that and i am appreciative that of places that have some applause yeah, no doubt i'm appreciative of places that have mocktails well i mean i think it is a cool thing to all of the people that are thinking about starting businesses up with mocktails do it do it so you can have a place for somebody and by the way anybody y'all drink odules and all that stuff i mean that odules be hitting I don't drink it, but I'm, I know my partners who used Man, to drink so beers. 1990. There's such better non-alcoholic beers okay, these days. Well, I, like I, I don't. I like I, I, if I'm going to drink any kind of frou-frou drink, it's going to be a mocktail. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Any more, though? What's with 15 and $20 drinks? Seriously. They that gotta, is, I'm sorry, but I've got to better get a meal. They got to pay, pay bills, Ursula. Okay, so, so, so you drink. You gonna go to your neck of the woods where you live in Seattle. You know what it costs to the least. You know what it costs to own. You all know this. What you have to pay fifteen dollars for a mocktail. How which, can they stay in business? Which is why I generally will not drink any kind of alcoholic or fancy non-alcoholic drink outside of my home. Mm. I, I I like the fact that there are mocktails these days. Um, I find the entire category of non-alcoholic spirits. 
to be kind of ludicrous, though. No. I, I'll just share a personal. Ex- Are you kidding me? I'll share a personal experience. We were having a party, like a uh, what was it? Um, Halloween party. And Gabby orders some uh, liquor online. We don't usually buy liquor. And she gets some vodka, and it shows up at the house. And I take a look at the bottle. She orders it on Amazon. Nobody checks the ID when they deliver it at the door. It is non-alcoholic <laughs> vodka. Non-alcoholic vodka, and it was like $24. I'm sorry, but I am not paying anything Unless for non-alcoholic <laughs> vodka. I think the, the real point, though, here, G, is though you, you brought up the issue. If you're going to order something at a restaurant, you need, to, you need to be paying some money to be there. Do you feel bad if you're at a restaurant and the people at your table say, I'll just have the water? Do you feel like a compulsion, like you have to buy a beverage that has a price tag, or is it okay to just get water? Oh, it's, it's okay to get it's water. It's okay to get water, but get that Pellegrino. That's, you know what I'm saying? You get, get some of that good water. Yeah, one of the ways you can really cut your bill is just to avoid the drinks. Yeah, bingo. And uh, Ursula, I know. And I so, don't feel guilty at all. You then, I, then I'll order an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, seriously? Was there. I feel like I have to order something if oh, everyone gosh, else no. at the table is getting water. I know this is I know this is random. Did any of you guys uh, used to have the fake cigarettes back in the day? The candy cigarettes? The candy ones? Yeah. <laughs> I used to love those. That was random. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to some sunnier pastures and some summer plans for many folks, yeah. which may include a visit to Mount Rainier. And if you are planning a trip... Something new. You will have to make reservations if you would like to go into paradise. If you would like to go into sunrise between 7 a.m. and 3 p.m., you will have to make a reservation. Ursula, apparently the situation for the past couple of years visits up 40 percent. Um, there are people waiting hours to get into the park, people circling for hours in the parking lots trying to find a space. Obviously, something has to be done. Do you want to have to make a reservation, though, to visit a park in our state? That is only going to benefit people who are really organized. (laughs) Not me. And unfortunately, that means I will not be getting into Mount Rainier very much. But long live Mark is organized. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Lucky me. He will be the one to help. But, But I just think it makes it less accessible. In an, an effort to try to make it more accessible, I think in many ways it'll be only accessible to the same people who take the time or, you know, or, or going to six months ahead of time will know yeah. that they can reserve that spot. It's the same people who know that there are the those yurts in the camping spots. Yeah, yurts your, in the cabins. Yeah. And, what, what, and what's that? They're like these little Yurch? tent-like structures, yes, where you can go out camping, and it's like you're close to nature, but not totally. It's a hard wall. It's a Think h- of a hard wall tent with a wood structure, uh, electricity inside, but no running water. Oh. And every time I go, I go, oh my gosh, I need, I, I want to do that one time, and then I find out, oh, you need to make reservations. It's like already I know, well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. I know they have to do something. But we do this with camping in Washington State. And the biggest problem, there are so many freaking no-shows. Like a third of campgrounds are empty most weekends because so many people no-show. To the point where California is implementing a system where if you no-show for your camping reservation, you have to pay fines. So I think there needs some, some to be some system to make sure that people are able to cancel. And they are actually canceling and if you're going to make reservations to go in. Would you give priority to Washington State residents? It is a national park. Our state. Our mountain. Um, Us first. 
so no like, open borders. So I don't know what Lillian was trying to say, but I saw the mail come, and she says, "Oh, by the way." I just want to let you know, I, I bought a Discover Pass for 2024. Good for her. Do you know there what you that go. is? Yes, yeah. it means you, yes. Yeah, you can go to these places, you can kind of, you don't have to pay for parking. When you go to these places, you just put your little pass in there or whatever. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't you okay. ever go to Dashpoint, G? She's trying to tell you she wants to go on longer vacations, <laughs> and some of them need to include some parks. She's got to... <laughs> and that means you're going hiking. Gee, you can bring your own you sheets bring your luggage. to a yurt, okay? It is acceptable to bring sheets to a yurt. Wait, you can bring a rolling suitcase to a yurt. It's fine. The crazy thing is when she said, oh, babe, I got the Discover Pass. In my head, I was like, so? Oh. <laughs> Watch, you gonna text in a minute. It's like, it's like a so gift card you're you. never gonna use. <laughs> so right. It's like, hey, I got you this pass. All right. Just buy me some more underwear. That'd be great. <laughs> be careful though. Yeah. It might be her group of friends who go use that pass. Leave you at home if you don't appreciate it. There we go. Give us a pa- give me a pass to a karaoke spot. I go, all you can, all you go all there all the time. All right, Mickey Gomez is going to join us, and she's going to talk about the light rail. Is it going to be good news, or is it going to be headaches? Well, we'll find out next. Jade Arslan. Ursula show. Happy Fresh Friday to all of you. Hope you are having a great day so far. As always, we invite you to join us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476-888-973 Cairo. A lot of people are very frustrated if they have been using light rail lately and Mickey Gomez is here to tell us why. Yeah, well there's a major disruption happening right now. What was really interesting is that Sound Transit didn't realize how epic this uh, disruption would be. They knew it was going to be big, but this is bigger. We're going to start with the delays. There have been delays. I was down at the Capitol Hill Broadway station yesterday morning speaking to uh, some of the passengers for the most part, people who travel just a couple of stations, like, hey, I live in Capitol Hill, I'm merely going, you know, up the road a couple of blocks, no issues. But if you have to travel to the airport, or if you need to go to Northgate, mm-hmm. or, you know, or you're, or even in the afternoon, people are saying the delays are a lot longer. As a matter of fact, one listener actually told us that she has to get up an hour earlier just to make it to work on time because the delays are, are a little ridiculous. So... Explain again, what is the work that's being done and how long mm-hmm. is this going to last? Yeah, so in throughout the downtown Seattle tunnel, what they're doing at the Westlake station is they are just getting rid of those old tracks. They're sinking into the ground. They've got to replace them. They're iron. It's, it's deep embedded in there, so they're jackhammering down there. It's making a lot of noise. And then you've got this equipment that is generated by uh, diesel fuel. So then you've got the diesel fumes that are in there. And um, so I asked uh, John Gallagher, who is a spokesperson for 
Sound Transit. Well, are those fumes dangerous for the commuters and the workers and everyone who's down there? And he expressed to us that the Seattle Fire Department does go down there, checks the air, and makes sure that the levels are at a safe level. Range And they also have those big fans. Apparently, they have four of them down there at the Westlake Station that push the air out. So people who, you know, have issues breathing, maybe suffer from asthma, you know, might want to wear a, wear a mask when you go through the tunnel. Is there a timetable in which this is going to probably be fixed? Yes. So this started January the 13th, should wrap up February the 4th, and then everything should return to normal on the 5th. Mm. There's also dust in the air. I mean, they're, they're replacing almost 50 uh, signal boxes because they're old. Um, so they're doing a lot of work underground. It's necessary work. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got it. We've got to get light rail up and running and making sure that everything is good. But yeah, a lot of work happening and uh, it's causing a major disruption. Mm. Between that and our ferry system, man, boy, life is good around <laughs> here, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah. happening. I mean, we, we want to pride ourselves, right, on, on having such great mass transit. However, um, you know, like you said, ferry system, little behind. And sound transit though, you know, a lot of the a lot of the passengers said, Hey, you know, we we understand that this is a that this is a major disruption, but we do want it fixed. So nobody had anything bad to say about sound transit. Uh they just said, Yeah, it's it's bothersome. It's an annoyance. But what are we going to do? We need to get this up and running and fixed so that way we don't have to do this again. Yeah, has that uh, disrupted any other uh, form of travel? I mean, with people maybe not taking light rail because of that. And then uh, so one woman did tell me as I was leaving the station, she said, hey, I just want to let you know that uh, I take the bus now. Um, I, I, I take the train halfway. I get off yeah. and it's faster for me to take Metro than to continue on the train. I get to work 30 minutes early now that I get off at this stop and then there's my bus. I got to go. And I'm like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, so we're uh, hearing in Heather's newscast too, Mm -hmm. a heads up that there could be another freeway closure this weekend. Has the state patrol or anyone said anything about how they're going to do things maybe differently Uh, given what happened the last time. Do we know? Regarding uh, the protests? Yes. So the interesting thing is that they're going to be, that we hear that they're protesting, right? Yes. Uh, What's really interesting is that the tunnel is going to be shut down this weekend. So there aren't going to be any trains that are running from Capitol Hill to, uh, through through the downtown Seattle tunnel. Because once you get to, uh, I believe, the last stop before you go under, so at UW, you're, or Capitol Hill, one of the two, you're going to have to catch a bus to take you all the way to you, you know, um, the stadium station. And then you catch the train there to go further to the airport. So the downtown tunnel is going to be closed down. I, I, I don't know what kind of disruption they think they're going to create. Oh, I was referring to I-5. Oh, the I-5? I-5? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, no, we have not heard from anything from anyone, uh, our department. Sully and I haven't, uh, I don't believe we've heard anything. Okay. But just so you know, the, the tunnel will be shut down this weekend. Okay. Mm. Great. Thank you, Mickey. Yeah, yeah you're very welcome. That. Yeah. Good to know. And mm-hmm. looking forward to I'm sure there's a lot of people that love this and love that you're telling us about it and love the fact that February 5th, it should be, be, should be back to normal. Yep. Yes. Oh, and then Linwood should be open. The Linwood extension should be open by the fall. 
Ooh. Wait, what? Yeah, Wait a it's actually. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you if you're driving oh. northbound I five sometimes in the evenings or in the early morning, it may look like the Linwood extension is open because you'll see trains well, going up. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but it's not. They're just they're merely practicing and trying to get making sure that everything is ready to go. So it may look like oh, Linwood station's open, but it's not. They're I've been telling practicing. Matthew that the Linwood station's going to open soon since he was two and he's seven <laughs> now. So this is good news. Yeah, in the fall sometime we'll we'll have a big announcement for that. Great. Thank, Thank you, you, Mickey. Hey, Ursula. Um, I did something that you've never seen me do in almost four years What's on that? the show. On the text line. I just apologize. I and know, and I told you I was proud of you. I know. And I, and I want to just say that um, in the um, early in the 11 o'clock hour, when we were getting out of a topic and we were having a discussion about those that are uh, incarcerated or, or have been to prison before and how our society kind of looks down on them. And I took a parting shot at the very end. I said, oh, tell the GOP that. And people texted and says, gee, why did you say that? And I said, I had no I had no good answer other than to apologize. So, Ursula, I wanted to apologize I for what that. I said. I love that. It was that. an unnecessary shot. And uh, also on the text line, mm. uh, can I just remind folks that we encourage different opinions and um, enjoy, we ask you to join us on the text line. So we truly love it when you do. But if you curse at us or curse at other hosts uh, or are disrespectful, I mean, that's not part of the relationship that we want. Right. Okay. And so I, I, I just ask, and I'm trying to work with somebody right now, <laughs> because when you have such passion about a, a particular topic, and in this case, talking about the freeway uh, being blocked uh, tomorrow night and, you know, the reasons behind that, um, I understand that there's, there's a lot of passion there. Yeah. There's a lot of passion. And... I think you can just express it without resorting to name calling. Right. That's all I ask. Yeah, I understand. And some of these topics are pretty. You know, pretty. They can yeah. get passionate. We yes. get passionate. You know yes. what I mean? Get a little spicy. But you're right, Ursula. You gotta come on. You gotta be civil around these days. You ain't got to say I apologize sometimes. I know. You know. Proud of you. Hey, your text messages, your feedback, and then we'll have Ursula's words to live by. It's Gene Ursula. And if you say Fridays with an S on there, that means you've been listening to this show for almost four years, and you've just come to just say, forget it. G just keeps doing it, and so I'm going to just finally give in, and Ursula hasn't said it once. Not one time. Nope. Not once has she ever said Fresh Fridays, but that's okay. <laughs> Ursula, you ready for the text messages? Yes. Let's go. Okay. One of our stories uh, was about housing the homeless during the cold weather, and we had mentioned that out of 200 churches that the city of Spokane asked to shelter the homeless temporarily, mm-hmm. only four said yes. And Isabella said, gee, and Ursula, really? 
it is literally the church's job to take care of the poor. What would Jesus do? I really believe this is why people are moving away from the church. 206 says it's a major security and liability issue for churches. That is something that was brought up uh, repeatedly in that article. 253 says as a member of a church, not housing people is not a lack of desire, but can sometimes conflict with other programs, too. For us, we wanted to open a soup kitchen, but as we have a daycare and an elementary school, it wasn't allowed because of security. Jim 253 says, if it's going to save lives, churches should open up for unhoused during freezing weather. Okay, I want to make a quick correction because uh, when we were talking to Mickey, I mentioned I wanted to give everyone a heads up about a potential traffic issue and uh, mentioned that there was going to be another protest similar to the one that shut down I-5 in downtown Seattle a couple of weeks ago. Well, there's another protest scheduled for tomorrow night, but uh, the Palestinian youth movement supporters are expected at the U District light rail station from 6 to 8. Don't have any other details beyond that. Okay. Okay, uh, on Jeff ahead. Bezos. Uh, he has not donated $100 million to Maui victims as promised so far. I think it's $15 million. Bill, the school bus driver, says, good discussion about people who are wealthy, who want all the credit for promised charitable donations that don't materialize. The Gospel of Matthew says, when you give to the poor and do acts of kindness, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You should be giving in complete secrecy so that your charitable acts will be done in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. G, you are... (laughs) That spoke to you. I totally... be, And even still, I still think it is possible to give for selfish reasons, even if you give in secrecy. Sometimes you are, sometimes there's a feeling that you get when you do give. I'll admit that too as well, but love that text. Why do people still drive after drinking? Sandy and Olympia says, ego and ignorance make drinkers think that they can drive after just one drink. Uh, someone anonymously texted in and said, because some of us are capable of driving 0.08 or under. I've never had a DUI or hit anybody, and I've been driving for 35 years. If I'm drunk, I take an Uber. But sorry, two beers with your boys after work at your local pub is not dangerous. 206 says, like Ursula said, you can hire legal services if you can afford it. Sadly, I know many high income earners who have been caught with DUIs and thanks to high priced legal teams, they got off relatively scot-free, even after doing damage to other cars, property, etc. Basically, a very expensive traffic ticket. Sigh. So on the topic of drunk driving, should the drunk drivers have to pay compensation to surviving dependents? 425 says, more than likely this person will be in prison. How is that person going to pay? Marie in Bellevue says, why not at least take the fines that drunk drivers have to pay and put the money into a fund specifically for people injured by their actions? Should people in jail be able to vote and serve on juries? 253 says, no, no, no. However, I'm all in favor after their debt to society is paid. A pathway to normalization is actually a must. Fair. Fans suing Madonna for starting their concert late. Cliff says, oh, Lord, Jesus, they're suing Madonna. Everyone's a bloody victim. As a society, we've completely lost our internal focus of control, locus of control, infuriating. Tammy in the 360 says, as Jamie Lee Curtis said yesterday on the Kelly Clarkston show, we need afternoon concerts because so many of us are baby boomers and we want to be in bed by the time some of those start. She's a champion of that idea, too. 
206 says the worst part of it is sitting in your seat for two hours with nothing to do, waiting until the concert starts. It's just rude. Madonna, you need to do better. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is the ideal amount of vacation? Bettina and Bothell says, I'm like G, no interest in spending time and money to get away from the place I love. Home, like love a good staycation. Gina says seven months. Come on, Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, and then Annette says, I wasn't recently gone for two weeks and it was actually difficult. I'm like G, being up. Wait a minute, how come everyone's agreeing with you, G? I mean, (laughs) being on my couch and relaxing is my happy place, as boring as that may sound. What is wrong with you all? Wait a minute. How is this possible? When you are on vacation, there is no cooking, no no dishes, no laundry. All I know is, is Ursula, since you've been gone, there's a lot of people that's just finally said 2024. I agree with G. It's now time for Worse to Live By, brought to you by Wilcox Farms. I'm okay with that. Uh, And this is a quote from Roy Bennett, who says, Even if you cannot change all the people around you, you can change the people you choose to be around. Life is too short to waste your time on people who don't respect, appreciate, and value you. Spend your life with people who make you smile, laugh, and feel loved. Here, here. Did you just give us a live, laugh, love? Kind of. A little longer, though. Don't let me find that on your wall. <laughs> Every time I go to Hobby Lobby, I crack up because I think of Chef. <laughs> he gives me a bad time when I was looking for decorations for my home. I was like, please, no, live, live life. But you know what? I do have that quote on a frame. It was a gift. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I wonder if anybody sees Mark at work and something like, hey, long live oh, Mark. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Nick, what you got, man? Well, how late would you stay out for a concert or a show before you start to feel a snooze come on and snoring starts to grow? Well, if you've gone to see Madonna, you already have the answers when it takes two extra hours bringing out her band and dancers. And you'll tell yourself, the only time I want to run too late is my next vacation getaway that ends on a further day. So enjoy a restful weekend and soak in your time away, even if you might decide to come back on a later day. Just don't pull any Madonnas and leave us hanging now, will you? Okay, for us old-timers, I love it, Nick, and I love this song mm-hmm. choice. For us old-timers and for Trevor, who thinks that no one here has lived in the Pacific Northwest for very long, um, that song that you're playing right now, my favorite one. I used to go to celebrities. Oh, there you go. polyesters. Mm. <laughs> there you go, Trevor. Good stuff. Ursula, we got going on the rest of the day. Sleep. Okay. Sounds good. I'm I'm, I'm all upside down. I am I, upside down. I think you did I, a good job this week. I'm I'm coming home, though, and I'm taking a, a really long nap. Mm-hmm. The scooter jump in bed with you? Oh, gosh, no. Okay. No, no. Just sure. No. Thanks, Ursula. We got to get going. Thank you, Chef. Thank you, Nick. The Jack and Spike Show comes up next. You guys have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. We appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. And as always, be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody. Hey.